Hi, my name's Vince and today I'm going to show you how to make a really simple cocktail called a mimosa. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to listen to is an experiment in sound. Call it treating your ear. I kindly ask that you halt all activities at the present and focus on these two men before I allow both Daniel and David to approach the mic. I kindly ask that you first close your eyes, take a deep breath. Good. Now, I must warn you, things are about to get extremely real. The flickering of fireflies sun-drenched afternoons with cold popsicles in the shape of Donatello's head. Note the gumballs for eyes. Nice touch. I'm Daniel Bloom. And I'm David Ross. The deep croak of a toad's mating call. The sachet of a fine senorita. The caress of an Argentine lover. With the wind of Mark Sanford at our sails, we float into summer. Our guest today makes music year-round, but his sound has a special resonance in the heat. My name is Tigran Mimosa. It started off because all these people were interviewing me, and every single interview would try to pigeonhole me into some sort of genre. And and I feel like my music is so diverse. I make, you know, from anything from ambient music to aggressive music, whether it's dubstep, you know, I make hip hop, I make all sorts of things and everything in between, drum and bass, garage, you know, whatever. Um, I make what I feel, Moonbaton. I don't want to be pigeonholed into one thing. So I just finally came up with this term, future trill. And I was like, if you guys want to call my music something and you really have to pigeonhole me, why don't you just pigeonhole me into my own thing? So um, I em. came up with this future trill term, and, and that's everything that I make. Whatever music I touch is future trill. <laughs> future Trill, Volume 1, is available now as a free download at mimosa.fm. Here is Illuminate. Uh, raised in LA um, and in Oakland in the Bay Area all over the Bay Area and uh, that's where I got most of uh, my electronic uh, exposure like music exposure and um, let's yeah. focus on LA for a second okay that's where you spent your early years right yeah when I from uh, about three to about 13 years old yeah and um, that was uh, about the fr first uh, exposure to like you know any music for me and um, I was I was just really uh, heavily into uh, like the West Coast hip hop scene at the time. Yeah. Clearing up for you. 
in the beans on rings that isn't stolen. My dreams are sensing, my hopes are born. I'm like a bean that finally sees when the dope is gone. My nerves are wrecked, heart beating, and my head's swollen. Thinking of the cheese I'll be hoping. Picture me rolling. And uh, especially like around like 94 to probably 96 was like my favorite, favorite kind of like era. Machiavellian is Illuminati all through your body. The blows like a 12 gauge shot it. And God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the wild into the ways of the man. Follow me. Eat my flesh, flesh of my flesh. Come with me. Hail Mary, run quick, see. What do we have here now? What particular artists are we talking about? Man, I, I would listen to Tupac. Cause when I was low, you was there for me. You never left me alone because you cared for me. And I can see you coming home after work late. You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate. I grew up uh, an only child um, with a single mom, so she was working nine to fives all night, you know what I'm okay. saying? So I, I just kind of like picked up whatever I heard from my friends and like on the radio and whatnot. And my first album, actually, my mom bought me, and it was a uh, Too Short's Life is Too Short. <laughs> I was going to ask about Too Short. I was going to ask about Too Short. Too yeah, Short is yeah. I love that. Freaky Tales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are the tales that I tell so well I met this girl, her name was Joan She loved the way I rock on the microphone When I met Joan, I took her home She was just like a doggy all on my bone I met another girl So Yeah, I was like uh, maybe like eight years old or something like that My mom... My mom is an immigrant, so she she barely spoke like a few words of English, and she bought me that, and she was just like, "Yeah, awesome, yeah, you enjoying yourself, you know." And then like later on, her friends were like, "Yo, you listen, let your son listen to that shit," was, and she's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "You know what they talk about in that music?" <laughs> and then she kind of freaked out a little bit, but you say your mom immigrated from where? Um, I was born in Armenia. My mom was a, a singer and she was on tour uh, while she was pregnant with me. And um, she uh, flew back to her home country in the middle of her tour, had me, and then went back on tour. And um, when she came to the States, we just decided to stay. She, I mean, she was like, you know, singing in a different language and whatnot. So we, she had her own little nature whatnot. So she had to give up her her um, career back home and whatnot to to make a new life for us. So okay, so yeah, you, yeah, that's so, an amazing story. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some music in the blood. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. From my parents, both uh, my mom, my dad, um, their parents, both um, both sides, their their grandparents and their grandparents were all in the either um, theater or um, the music industry. So yeah. Entertainment's in the blood for sure. I haven't really ever taken a, a music class. I don't know how to, I've never been classically trained and um, I just have an ear for, you know, what I've always listened to. I used to fall asleep at, at uh, restaurants and clubs that my mom used to play at and just pull chairs together and make a bed, you know, so I just, fall asleep to the loud rumble and whatnot, so I'm just, it's its ingrained in me, you know, so 
<laughs> any 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 sounds of our media in, in in any of your music? Um, no, not yet. I have um I have a sample of my great grandmother um of this really um deep song that she sang right before she passed away, and um I'm waiting on that to to put that out, and um I think it's gonna be a few years before I do that. <laughs> all right, all right, look forward to that. What did the move to the Bay Area do for you musically? Well, I, like I said, I was heavily into hip-hop. I had no idea about, about anything um, electronic up until I moved to the Bay. And uh, my mom got remarried, and um, my stepsister was heavily into side-trance music, which was the predominant music at the time. It was before dubstep had hit the West Coast scene. She took me to an outdoor party uh, one, one, one day when I was about 15 years old, and um, it just kind of blew my mind. And... and um, I went to Burning Man uh, that same year. I think it was maybe 2003 or so. You went with her? Yeah, she took me there. <laughs> I wouldn't say I went with her. She took me there and yeah. like she was like, yo, go wild. <laughs> so, <That's> great um, advice. I went there to go check out more side trance music, you know, and um, I, I came across all sorts of other music. They had these like chill out chill out domes or chill out areas because the music was so intense that you know people would need something like, like the polar opposite like the ambient vibes you know whatever so um one day i came across some of those things and and uh the type of music that they were playing was kind of like reggae dub influence but kind of had a hip-hop you know had the hip-hop beat and the side trance noises as well like the psychedelic aspect of that so when I heard that I was like really intrigued by it and um you know I went back home and um my stepdad worked that I don't know if I should say this actually on the radio but um we can cut it yeah like. he borrowed a he borrowed a um a computer from them because he had access to all this gear so I was like yo can you run me out a computer and and you know I'll, like a software anything to, to make some tunes or whatever he's like yeah I got you whatever so he brought this big old desktop computer super old you know and um and fruity loops so I started making a couple a couple tunes here and there and um you know moved on to reason and and yeah and I just started burning CDs and going out to these parties and playing my, my music just for fun you know I try to get 15 minute slots here and there whoever would want to give it to me and um and yeah eventually people started vibing on my music and um one day um after a few years when I moved to the Bay Area um Kitty D who used to be in the glitch mob uh and he hit me up and he was like, and I was I was in high school and he was like, hey man, I heard your music and I'm on, on the internet on MySpace at the time, you know, and he's like, I'm really impressed. I'd love for you to come out and be a part of our, um, you know, our weekly event that we throw out here in, in San Francisco. And um, I got the message. I was super stoked, hit him up right away. And um, he booked me for the for the show. And then um, the day came to, to go out and I hit him up. I was like, yo man, I was like, so how are you gonna get me inside? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm 17 years old. 
okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I had to show up um, pretty much until I turned 21 to every single um, gig about two hours early before security got there and hide in the bathroom. <laughs> That's such an awesome, vivid Im- image of like, you're yeah. hustling that hard. You want to get on that bad that you're willing to show up. I loved it. I love being a part of that community and um, the people around were super supportive and, and just the energy that exchange that happened between me and you know just sharing a part of myself with, with other people and having fun with that, that was like magic to me so I kind of knew that I wanted to be a part of that. That was Silver Lining by Tigran Mimosa, today's guest on Madcap. In 2011, Mimosa released an EP called 58 Degrees. The standout track was called Fluorescence, and it's my personal favorite from his catalog. Fluorescence kind of came from, I was going through a dark point in my life. It just came out of me and um, my music is, is a way for me to express my dark emotions and come to a resolution with it. That's what it was at that point in my life. It was, it was a reflection of what I was feeling and, and the resolution that I wanted to come with it. And it's your mom's favorite track, isn't it? That is my mama's favorite track. Shout out to my mom's. Hi, mama. How you doing? <laughs> it's a ringtone, too. I love you. It's a ringtone as well? Yeah, she calls it, She doesn't speak very good English, so she calls it Florence. She's like, oh, I love Florence so much. Every time you I, you call me, I get so excited. I'm like, all right, mama. Love you. <laughs> You struck on something that's really powerful there. Do you think that more people should be involved in making music for exactly the reasons that you describe? Well, everybody does it for their own reason, and I feel like every music has its own time and place, and everyone has their own magic and their own purpose for doing what they do. You know, everyone does it for a certain reason, and I do it for mine, and I can't say one's better than the other. And part of what you're describing, trying to deal with negative emotions, that leads perfectly into Sanctuary. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that means. Silver lining, Sanctuary. There's, there's a progression in, in, in what... <laughs> I mean, that track in itself feels very much like a place carved out that's kind of like a soothing, regenerative place. You know, calm from the storm. I was trying to, I was trying to uh, create that sonic realm for myself and hopefully for others who pick up on it. (laughs) 
And then, just as you get comfortable in that safe sanctuary space, boom. <laughs> Night terrors. <laughs> that point in my life i was i was i was going through some crazy shit and i'd wake up with night terrors like almost every other night and um it was just the way like i'd, I'd be up at four or five in the morning and and everybody's sleeping the whole city's dark you know and it was just a way for me to kind of like calm myself and um and uh, create that space for me i wanted people to know where i was coming from <laughs> Way Back to You. What's that song about? To you. Oof. Uh, nice. Because <laughs> it means something to everybody different. Right? <laughs> well, I kind of like that then. I, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Whatever it means to you, that's what it means. <laughs> talking with Tigran Mimosa, and we just heard Way Back to You from the album Sanctuary. From the same release, here's the Moombatone remix of Fluorescence. When was the first time you heard Moombatone? Uh, Moombatone I heard um, maybe two, three years ago. And who impressed you? It wasn't really anybody in particular. It was just that I liked the beat. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Nodestrom guys are killing it. There's all sorts of artists. I mean, I just, I just, it was more about the beat. It was, it, it had this Latin kind of flavor, but it was still driving and um, you can do all sorts of things with it. So, um, I mean, I really only made one Mubuton track just cause I was just kind of like, why the fuck not? <laughs> That's why I asked you about it. Cause why the fuck not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great, great style of music. Here's another song I thought was spectacular on Sanctuary, Starseed. And Starseed I liked so much because it's like sneaky drum and bass.
it just kind of means you you get what you give and um the idea of a seed and a, and a plant and uh and growing it Your music is a way to express all these complex ideas that maybe are easier to put out in music than even in words. Absolutely, I'm horrible at communicating. I'm the most socially awkward person you'll ever meet. And well, in my everyday life at least, how about that? Swerve spelled S-W-R-V. That's right. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that track. What inspired that track? Well, before I moved to New York, I was I was in LA, and um, that's more of like a club track, really. I mean, it's just something I did for the dance floor. Talk about your collaboration, Sexy Time. Yeah, tell me about, tell me about Sexy Time. For, how did you meet Sleepyhead? Yeah. I met Sleepyhead when I was about um, seventeen, eighteen, and um, we we met through mutual friends uh, at a festival, and um, I just overheard his music, and I was really into it. just moved to the Bay Area and I just moved to the Bay Area and um, we were getting booked at a lot of the same shows and um, a lot of the times we'd be booked right after one another and it would just keep happening a lot for I don't know just some weird coincidence you know so we just decided one day we're like yo we got you know instead of doing like two hours or you know an hour and a half each or whatever why don't we just do a really long set together and just mash up our music and see what happens? And that's kind of how it came about. And then, um, you know, when when that kind of when the synergy between us was, um, you know, when it flowed well, we decided to start making tunes together. And um, we didn't really have a name, you know. We just be like Mimosa and Sleepyhead. We didn't have a name for us. And um, <clears throat> the way Sexy Time the name came about was uh, right around the time that Borat came around. <laughs> <laughs> How do I know if she wants me to take her? Go to bed with her? Sexy time. Don't ask me why, but we were out in um in some farm digging a ditch, um, building some fences, and we were standing in a six-foot hole in, in the middle of summer in the hot sun, and um, we were just delirious and just making sexy time jokes, and um, I was like, that would be a great name for a project or a side project, and he was like, you know what? Yeah, it would. <laughs> so we just kind of <laughs> went with it without really thinking too too deep into it. <laughs> I 
to jump back again one song that you've mentioned um really feeling like represents a place in time for you is icebox Yeah, absolutely. Talk that about was that track. That was um my first um summer in New York and uh, I feel like it just kind of embodies that um that summer. Um I was in Greenpoint and um it was one of the hottest summers I've ever experienced in my life. I was subletting this studio in a warehouse and it was it was literally just a little box with no windows and it had like a air conditioning system that I would just crank all the way so my, my that little room would just turn into a refrigerator and then as soon as you step out it's just like an oven so I was just like in my icebox for days reference also a move to Brooklyn right so you're you're living there yeah on yeah, the yeah. east coast now yeah yeah talk about how that place inspires you oh it's so different than California man um it's I, I love it um it's so inspiring there's so many people so much going on I work on the weekends so when I go back home on a Monday or Tuesday night there isn't much to do except for when I'm in New York because <laughs> there's something to do every single night out there. Everybody's doing something different. Um, you meet all sorts of people that you would never meet. So I heard about you because I was lucky enough to go to a lot of festivals this year. And so were you. <laughs> you played, pretty, from what I could tell, pretty much every important festival that you can play as an EDM artist on the domestic side. So like Starscape, Ultra, Counterpoint, you did... Um, Wow, you know better than I do. Bonnaroo. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about these festivals. Is it fun to play them? I love playing festivals. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different um, experience than playing, you know, a tour or um, or anything else. Really, I love being outdoors. I love um, I don't know. I love being amongst other artists and just hearing what everybody else is doing and then doing my thing. I love the whole culture of it. Um, I love being a part of it. I think it's great. How was Ultra? Ultra was amazing. Um, got to play on the beach. Uh, got to play on the beach some more <laughs> after my set. Um, it was amazing. I love I love Miami. I love that place. Bonnaroo, anything stick out? It was alright. <laughs> did you did you go to Bonnaroo? I sure did. No, Bonnaroo was amazing. It was one of the best sets I had all year. Um, I think, in, in you know, in my opinion. But I don't know. All my music sounds like noise at this point. Tell me more about, because I've never been before and I'm dying to go. Yeah. Tell me more about Burning Man. 
Okay, I've been going since 2003. You go every year? Um, I go every year. Damn. Do you have a Burning Man name? No. Mimosa. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, I don't I don't create an alter ego. I go there to be myself and okay. just to have a good time and connect with my friends who go every year. Um I yeah, just it's just a place where everybody all my, all my close friends gather every year and a good place to be interconnected with the underground culture. So of of the electronic music scene cuz it's I feel like it's one of the first places where I got exposed to it. So um yeah, and just a good place to kind of connect with yourself. It's just it's a it's in the middle of the desert. All sorts of music, all sorts of people um from all different parts of life. Isn't you know? the desert great? The desert can be a little harsh. <laughs> um but, you know, you can you can make it work. It depends on how you do it. Um yeah, it's a great place. I recommend it for everybody. I mean, there's something there for everybody, and um, no matter what you're what you're into. And what's the coolest piece of art you ever seen there? Oh man, um, you know what? Probably um, the coolest piece of art I saw there was probably one of the temples in 2005. Um, and what they do is on Sunday night after the la- the last night of Burning Man. Um, they burn this uh, temple that they make a different style of temple every year. It's a beautiful experience for sure. Sweet, man. One song that I gotta commend you for is Castle in the Sky. Okay, cool. Castle in the Sky feels like the place that you get to as a reward. Yeah. The castle in the sky. It's just super... I, I want to live it there. <laughs> it's awesome, What's the man? rent? That's... <laughs> rent control. It's it's one, $1 on, on iTunes, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can Perfect. press the replay button. And... <laughs> I love that track, man. I just feel like I, you know, I'm, I'm greatly influenced by like reggae music. Like I love Bob Marley. I've been listening to Eka Mouse. I grew up on that stuff. So, um, you know, I just, I felt like it was a tribute to kind of that. And, and it's just a good vibe. It's easy listening. It's it's just, it's dub music and, and I love it. else have you been around the world um around the world i've been to australia i've been to um canada and that's really about it and um armenia of course i went back visiting my home country did you Um, yeah yeah, did you play there um no they have no understanding of electronic music i think it's just kind of like it's really weird like they're they're nightclubs people are eating like barbecues and things like that Sounds like on hot. the dance floor yeah. <laughs> I'm into that. Yeah, a little pulled pork yeah right. you know what I'm saying never hurt my vibe <laughs> yeah why not oh you know what we need to shout out to who the people who got us this book Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Big shout out to Emily. Big shout out to Mike. Thank you all. We appreciate Big it. Big shout out to Red Light. Big, yeah. yeah, Red Light Management, <laughs> Alex Brawl. Yeah, they're they're amazing. Uh-huh. And and Hunter Williams, my agent, for putting on the show and and making it all happen for sure. We fucks with you all. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Big In the shouts. nicest way possible. <laughs> <laughs> you got a message for your fans before we uh, before we bid you adieu and get you back to Silver Spring? Stay in school, love your parents, and smoke a lot of weed. Okay. Noted. Yeah. Noted. All right. <laughs> this has been a lovely episode of Madcap DC. Once again, I'm David Ross. Daniel Bloom. And this is Tigran motherfucking Mimosa. All right. Holler. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Mimosa plays Pontiac, Michigan on Friday at Electricity Nightclub, then Electric Daisy Carnival in Chicago next weekend, and the Noisy Neighbors Festival in Bristol, UK on June 1st. Later in the summer, he'll play Can Roxas, Massive Music and Arts Festival in Idaho, Red Rocks on July 21st, and Tomorrow World in late August. For a full schedule, visit madcapdc.org. Special thanks to Tigran Mimosa and Red Light Management. And big ups to our girl, Emily. We remember meeting you over cigarettes like it was yesterday. MadcapDC.org, on Twitter, Facebook, and the Stitcher app at MadcapDC. Madcap is produced by Dan Bloom, David Ross, and Afim Shapiro. I'm sorry, baby. You to me. I'll never get over you. You'll never get over me. I'm sorry, baby. You to me. I'll never get over you. You'll never get over me. Start with the triple sec, and we're going to use 15 mils of that. Next, the orange juice, and we're going to use 45 mils. And the final step is to top it up with your favorite champagne. High five! <laughs>